Hello, and thank you for joining us for episode 28 of the Twisted Stitches podcast. We're your host, Twee and Kimberly, and today we are recording on Saturday, November 21st, 2015. Uh, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. How are you? I'm good. It's been a while. Wow. Welcome back. Welcome back to you. I think it's been like three weeks. Yeah, it's actually been three weeks. I thought it was going to be two, but for some reason, it's been longer. <laughs> yeah, but three three is actually pretty good considering our current schedule with the holidays yeah, and everything. Yeah, so. I just think for some reason when I did it in my head or I looked at the calendar, it's I thought it was gonna only going to be two. <laughs> and then I looked at it later and thought, no, it's definitely more than two, so. Yeah. Um, we didn't mention it in the last episode, but uh, both Kimberly and I had sort of out-of-town trips planned. We did. After um, recording. Where did yeah. you go, Kimberly? I went to Austin, Texas. Yeah, was it your first time? Uh, yeah, it was. I didn't really see Austin, Texas, though. Yeah. At all. I was there for a retreat mm-hmm. um, at this, like, really beautiful little writing um, place called The Writing Barn. Mm-hmm. And it's off the beaten path. It's in it's in Austin, Texas, but it is this. it's on this, like, really big plot of land. Um, and I we was afraid that there would be a serial killer in the woods. I was. I was. Mm-hmm. I'd, like, never been to Austin, Texas, and it looked like it was kind of, like, in the woods, like, mm-hmm. cabin in the woods style. Was it in the woods? Uh, no, it really wasn't. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it was, it, it's a beautiful little, um, lot. Right. It wasn't super secluded or anything. It was not super secluded. Um, so that, that made me feel better. That's good. Uh, and... And yeah, so I, but I didn't really get to, they kept us really busy during yeah, the day and the night. very scheduled. We had a very scheduled, um, week ahead, so I didn't actually get to see Austin. I only went downtown mm, once. That's a bummer. It is, but, um, that kind of, it, it seemed nice from what I saw. Yeah. So I think I'll go back again. I hear there's some big stores there. Yeah, you know, um, I did, we did go to Book People, which oh, is a very large independent bookstore. That's store. cool. Yeah, and, um, it was gorgeous. That's nice. It was gorgeous, so, yeah. How about you? I know you went to Florida. Yeah, I went to Florida. Also my first time in Florida. Was it really your first time in Florida? Yeah, I, I, I got no reasons to go to Florida, really. Oh, we went when we were younger for, like, Disney World. Yeah, well, I'm from California, so we would just go to Disneyland in, you know, SoCal. Yeah. That was our Disneyland sort of adventure. I think if we lived in another state or lived closer to Florida, that might have been, you know what I mean? But Yeah, I mean, I grew up in New Jersey. Right. So a lot of kids go down there yeah. yeah so i <laughs> i didn't get to see much of florida either uh, i was there visiting a friend and she is having a baby soon so Yay. we were just doing a lot of baby things and which is nice oh yeah which is Fun. totally cool but it, you know so we, i didn't get to really see the sights and it wasn't in a major city it was yeah. close to some, a couple of major cities but it's not like we were just but you were there to hang out with her yeah i was there to hang out with her which was really fun because um it was just very chill. Um, if you follow me or the podcast on Instagram, you would have seen that she has a little French bulldog who's super, super cute. cute, and I hung out with him a lot. <laughs> super cute. So, I, and then when we went to a gator show, um, that was interesting. I did. I like the picture you sent. We have a there's a picture of Twee holding a gator. Yes, a, a baby alligator that they they did tape its mouth shut. So Pretty awesome. I I'm not crazy. I'm not gonna hold the. Full grown or like untaped alligator. Yep. No thanks. No. That's for um, someone else. That was interesting. I did go to one yarn store, which I'll talk about later. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, mostly just hanging out. I did get some knitting done. Uh, waiting for my plane. I 
don't generally knit on plans. I get motion sickness, and I hate, I get anxious on flights, too, so yeah. I don't get a ton done on airplanes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get any stuff done, either waiting or getting, you know, on the airplane? No, I brought, I mean, and, and that's the kind of the thing, I, I brought knitting with me, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't touch it at all. I mean, yeah. I thought I was going to touch it on the plane, but like you, I'm kind of an anxious flyer. I thought I was going to touch it on the plane, and then I thought I was going, like, at night, I'd be able, but I just passed out. Yeah. Were, then, you, were you nervous at all about, like, busting it out in front of all these people you didn't know, or was it just like it didn't occur, um, or, you know? Yeah, it just, it just didn't occur, because okay. I was so focused on what I was there for, um, yeah. my brain was kind of tired, like, okay. I didn't bring mindless knitting, um, oh. because my mindless knitting is, is this, you know, the baby blanket, which is big huge um so I couldn't bring that okay and so everything else is kind of like um not necessarily like takes a lot of thought it's not like really complicated it patterns takes some thought. but yeah I, I kind of have to be awake and pay attention so okay. but every night I I literally sat in bed and like kind of zoned out for a bit and then fell asleep and we were mm-hmm. up there I was staying with like eight girls we were up pretty late okay. um together so I feel like you know I didn't really have a chance to kind of focus on that hmm. um, which is a shame because I actually was thinking, like, I was thinking about today, thinking, oh, God, I don't have anything to talk about, because I, I haven't knit the entire time. The last time I knit was during the last podcast. Oh, wow. So it's been really Uh-oh. a long time. <laughs> it's me talking. Oh, God. Yeah, it's been a long time. I'm tired talking. Um, but I have some, I have some really um, acute a couple things. So. Okay. Well. Uh, so let's cool. talk about works in progress. Yeah, whip it. What are you, um, <laughs> what are you working on, Kimberly? Ah, uh, so I haven't been working on anything to wait, except for this baby blanket, um, which has actually been really, really good. Um, I pulled it out again today for the podcast, mm-hmm. um, and I'll be knitting a bit this week. And I, I want to say I'm going to knit it. Um, I'm going to finish it before the next podcast. Okay, you were because close. that's kind of yeah. I'm really close, and that's kind of was my goal last time, right? And possibly the time before. Yeah, possibly. Uh, but you're so close. I'm really close, and I'm kind of I'm kind of done. You know, mentally with it. Yeah, I'm kind of done. And you know what's been happening is uh, I'll talk about, but we were, we've been watching a little bit of Netflix at night, right? And I kept saying, "Oh, I'm gonna pull it out. I'm gonna pull that out." And mm-hmm. I would pull it out, and it would just sit on my lap. Um, I was so tired. Yeah, I'm just sitting there with the thing on my lap, and I'm not knitting. Mm-hmm. So I have like attempted to knit, just hasn't. And it just <laughs> actually, hasn't actually happened. Yeah, you've gone as far as, as taking it out and putting it on your lap. Yeah, I really, I really like put it on my lap like all week last week because I was like, "Oh, I gotta knit this. I gotta knit this." But you know when you just you just don't yeah, sometimes you're just, you just tired. don't feel like it. Yeah. Sometimes you're just tired. And most of the time I fell asleep while watching Netflix. And Iron Muffin would like poke at me and be like, Okay, it's time to go to bed and I'm <laughs> and I'm asleep on the couch and I'm like, uh, what? Like I always thought No, I no, one more episode. I'm fine, fine. Yeah, I'm totally I'm totally awake. So um okay. yeah. So that's all for me. How about you? Um I'm knitting on about a billion things. So. You're always knitting a billion things. Well, I started more things, so... Did you really? Permit, yeah, prepare yourself. Okay. Yeah, no, these are like... <laughs> Everyone. Most of these are yourself. new things. Well, um, since we podcast last... Uh, it has been three It's weeks. been a while. So I did work a little bit on my windswept shawl. Oh, good. That was the one that I just started, I think, before the last episode, and the pattern's by Molly from Homespun House. Mm-hmm. And I was using the Drops Baby Alpaca Silk that I bought had bought online. And I that was the one that I crazily wanted to finish before my trip, yeah. which was like a week away. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that would even be humanly possible. Um, You're ambitious. Right. I did it on it a little more, but it's 
you know, fingering weight yarn and yeah. Yeah, so that did happen. I, I did work on it a little bit, but then I put it away because I I actually wanted to start some mindless knitting projects so I could take them on my trip with me because mm -hmm. I didn't really have anything um, small and portable, but also sort of mindless. So I started new things. And the first thing that I started was a, another pair of vanilla socks. I finished a pair, which I'll talk about in faux show, but I started a new pair of socks in, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, Desert Vista Dye Works Viso, and she does those really cool self-striping colorways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she has a whole uh, series called Zombody Colorways, where it's stripes alternating, like solid stripes alternating with uh, speckled stripes. I guess that's the Zombody part, you know? Maybe it's supposed to look like decayed flesh or something awesome <laughs> yeah kimberly sorry so here's my sock i'm pulling it out for kimberly oh, right I now you put it on instagram yes i did so this is a really cool colorway it's got the solid stripes are sort of a limey green black and an orchid purple and then the speckly stripes are like pink and green and sort of gray like mottled and so, yeah, it's really fun knitting and self-striping yarn. Uh, these are just, I'm kind of just making the pattern up. It's, I uh, cast on 60 stitches. And with a new cast on to me, I think it's the, what is it? The German Twisted Cast On, which is very similar to the Long Tail Cast On, but it's supposed to be, like, extra stretchy at the top. Oh, good. So I just wanted to try it out, see, you know, because sometimes at the top with the socks, it gets a little tight. Yeah. So I cast on 60 stitches, and then after about an inch and a half of ribbing, I reduced down to 56 stitches for the regular leg. And so, yeah, I've just been knitting that. I'm doing contrasting heels in black. So the heel is black, and I want to interrupt the stripe sequence. And I'm about, I think, three-quarters of the way through the first sock. You think? I'm yeah. showing it to Kimberly. I'm past the heel and all that stuff and the, like, gusset shaping, and now I'm just knitting the foot. I think you're kind of even maybe further. Further? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So this is what most... I'd say like you're 80%. 80%? Yeah. Okay. This is the majority of what I knit when um, I went to Florida. I brought two projects, but this was the one I pretty much uh, knit on exclusively. My friend even had to go to the dentist one day, so I went Aww. with her and took out my knitting and sat in the corner while she was in the dentist. I was in the room with her, and her dentist thought it was kind of hilarious. And she thought it was hilarious, too, that I could just sort of knit anywhere. And I was like, well, I'm waiting to get your teeth looked at. I might as well be productive. You got some time. You got some time. Yeah, I might as well be productive, right? Yep. So um, I'm really liking the stripes, though. It's really fun. Great. The speckles are cool. And, um, yeah, so I started those, and then the, oh, the next thing I started, let me find it in this, oh my god, I have so much stuff. Um, I started a new project that is going to be for my mom. Oh, sweet. Either for Christmas, Christmas or for her birthday. Her birthday is January 9th. So it was right after Christmas. I always feel like last year you did this too. You were like, "Yeah, I have a project for my mom, and I don't know if I'm giving it to her Christmas or <laughs> yeah. birthday." Depends and then it turned out to be like I think Christmas, but then it was late. So yeah, it her, probably. Like, it depends on when I finish it. Yeah. So this is called uh, the Claremore Cowlette, and it's by Karina Ferguson, and it's one of those combos between a cowl and a shawl. Which I like to call scowls. Scowl. And it's, I mean, basically like a bandana, uh, 
it's like triangular at the front, but it's connected um, at the top, so mm-hmm. you don't actually have to, you know, tie it or pin it or anything. Mm-hmm. So you can just like slip it over your head almost like a cowl, but it has sort of that triangular shape. So it looks kind of like a shawl. And right now I'm still at the top of it, which you kind of knit the part that's near your your neck first. I um, I don't know okay. how to explain it. Yeah, yeah. You knit that part first flat, and then after like a bunch of repeats, um, while you're increasing, you're steadily increasing every other row. You start this sort of like lacy feather and fanny type pattern. And, but when you start that, I think you connect it to be in the round. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> um, the yarn I'm using is, what is the yarn? The yarn is, oh, it's some yarn I bought a while back, specifically for my mom. Uh, it's MJ Yarns Silken DK, and that's Polworth and Silk, and it's very nice. Colorway is Glowing Eel. Mm. I'm rubbing it on Kimberly's arm right now. It's pretty nice. It is, it is very neon. Isn't yes, it? it's sort of like a, a neon lime color, yeah. and my mom likes lime green. So yeah, good. yeah, so that's for my mom, and I think I'm knitting on U.S. size five circular needles. So they're very small needles. Uh, not that small. They look small. They're fives. I know they always look small. Yeah, fives aren't that small. Um, yeah, so that's going along pretty well. I actually, I think I'm knitting on fives. It's not that small. Uh, You're funny. So I knit on this actually for a good amount before I left on my trip, and I took it with me, but I didn't end up um, knitting on it at all on the trip. I just knit on the socks. Yeah, it's funny how you kind of gravitate towards one specific project, even if, you know, even if you're not meaning to. Yeah, and I definitely didn't think I necessarily needed to. I was only gone for four days. But I, I wanted like have variety. I wanted options. Yeah, I know. I understand. That. I wanted options, so I, I so I brought them all. And I always want the project I didn't bring. Well, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And so I should have just shoved it in my bag. <laughs> you should have. It's so small. It's squishy. Okay, if I've got five projects. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do when I drive anywhere. Like if I'm driving yeah, you to just bring everything, driving to my parents or driving to Vegas or something where you have to just drive. I take like seven projects and only gone for three days or something that's my problem with books well that too that's that's like it's been like a really hard time to like curb myself when i go anywhere on the plane i'm like no you cannot bring four books and your kindle like this is ridiculous i've been pretty good and when i went to florida i only brought my kindle yeah i was gonna bring another book too but i said no yeah i'm I'm only bringing my kindle safe space it has you know 200 books on it or something i should be able to find Find something something to read on this yeah Plus, since I was traveling still just within the U.S., if I really wanted to, I could have bought another book on it, you know? Right, right. So, I was pretty good. I only... You didn't um, check a bag either, right? No, I don't I don't like checking bags. I don't either. If I, I can avoid like it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Sorry. Yeah. Next. And the... Oh, let me see. I've talked about all these things. The next project I started, and the last one, is I just started a hat the other day, and... This is in... I feel like I've seen that. No. Why? Oh, I just... We just saw it the other day. I, I hung out with you on... Oh, that's when I saw it. Thursday yeah, yeah, yeah. or something, yeah. I was like, this hat seems familiar. No, you literally just saw it two days ago. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and I... Seriously, it's been awful. Like, Tween and I haven't seen each other in, like, three weeks yeah. almost. 
So it's been crazy. Yeah. So, uh, so weird. <laughs> we're going through withdrawal. Yeah. Um, I I'm I'm starting to really think about Christmas knitting. I know I should have started thinking about it, you know, three months ago. Yeah, but that's hard. Yeah. So I decided to start. I'm <laughs> just like a hat. Out. Yeah, but that's hard. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. I decided to start a hat that hopefully I can give to my dad or my uncle or a dude in my family, and it's basically it's a ribbed hat. And I am using a pattern, though. It's called the Field Rib Hat by Scott Scholes. Oh, nice. And it's really, I really like it. I mean, I can make up a 2 by 2 rib. But it has a really, um, let me see if I can find the picture for Kimberly. But it has a really nice um, decrease pattern. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes in ribbing, the decreases... They look I mean, kind of jumbled. Yeah, these are very deliberate decreases, and it looks really cool. I'm showing Kimberly oh, that right now. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. It co- it comes to the top, like, as a cross, and then as, like... And the ribs, like, the ribs go, go into the middle. X, yeah. yeah. Th- that looks really, really nice. Yeah, these actually look like very deliberate <laughs> decreases. Not just like, hey, we got a decrease now, which is always what happens with me. Yeah. Yeah. You, were tell- you told me that once. You start to mess up, and then you just start decreasing really just decrease as, as I see it. Yeah. It. <laughs> which is always a mistake, friends. Always a always mistake. Always a mistake. And so, yeah, I started that. I am using US size 6 needles, which, uh says here they are four millimeter and I'm using some Cascade 220 Superwash from Mustache. Nice. It's colorway 859. It's really pretty. Which is a heathered like blueish. Blue green. Blue green. Yeah. It's actually very nice this color. I bought I feel like I bought a few skeins intending to make maybe a baby blanket with it mm-hmm. but then I just didn't like it for a baby blanket. I don't know why. Yeah. So I have I think three skeins of it just chilling in my stash. So I went digging through my my tubs the other day and pulled it out. And nice. I figured it's it's manly, but it's also not a non color. It's not black or you know, navy or something that would be really boring in it. So yeah, I, this is yeah, this is a ribbed hat that you can fold the brim up, but so it's kinda long. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is really good mindless knitting. I think it's a mindless knitting. Just My two by two rib. I should. I, I have to start a hat. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Have you started thinking about? Are you? But are you making Christmas presents? What's? No. I don't I mean ha- panic I ha- you. I haven't even thought about it. Okay. I haven't even thought. Which I will then think about after this podcast is done recording. Okay. You're funny. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's like, she's she's totally. She's got me. I mean, really, I have just one hand. That's about it, so. Okay. One uh, hand more than me. True, true. I think that's all I've been... Let me look around here in my pods. I think that's all I've been actively working on, though. That's it? That is it. <laughs> that is it. Sorry. That's crazy talk. I know. That's crazy talk. I did finish some things, though. Yes, so. let's move on to faux show. I have, uh, sadly, I have nothing faux show, because, of course, I never finish anything. <laughs> it's will, not true. You will one of these days. I will one day. But Don't worry. Just not now. So I finally finished my Harry Potter scarf. Yay! And it looks beautiful. Yes. I finished it actually like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I finally decided. It started to get cold for a second. So we need to go somewhere so we can both wear them I know. at the same time. It started to get cold for a second. Mm-hmm. A few weeks ago, and then it got warm again. But, so, but it prompted me to take this out because I was pretty close to the end. And so I took it out. I knitted about um, ten more rows. 
did a three-needle bind-off on both sides and then added fringe, mm-hmm. which I was kind of nervous about. I was afraid they wouldn't come out evenly, but they're fine. No, they're fine. Um, let me see what pattern I always I, I always make my fringe really long and then cut it afterwards. Oh, good idea. Yeah, so that way it's always even. Always even. Yeah. I kind of went by the directions in the pattern. I actually added half an inch. She said to cut, like, eight-inch pieces and then fold them over, you know what I mean? So they yeah. were pretty short fringe. So I actually did like eight and a half inches, but I, I did really long. I could have done more. I, I could still go back. I don't know. What do you think? It, the fringe isn't very long. I like it that the fringe isn't long. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty even at least. Yeah, it's totally even. Yeah. So this was a pattern called, what is it called? It is... It's by Lauren Kent. It's Prisoner of Azkaban Yeah, scarf. the Prisoner of Azkaban Scarf. And I use Cascade 220 in... Uh, Gryffindor colors, eight 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 four, which is the burgundy, and then I use Patton's classic wool worsted and old gold for the gold. And I was, uh, I altered the pattern a little. I can't remember how many stitches I cast on now. If you look at my project notes, you can uh, see. But I, I think the original pattern calls for a really wide scarf. Yeah, I think it ends up being. I don't even know. I really, it's too wide when you live in Southern California. Right. So I tried to alter my cast on so that I would have a scarf that was about eight inches wide. And after blocking, I was pretty close. It ends up, uh, ended up being about eight and a half inches, which is pretty good. It's still thick. Uh, it's still wide, and it's double knit, so uh, it's plenty warm. And it's pretty long. It is. I wrote it down. It is about seven and a quarter feet long. I think that's without fringe. We should compare ours. Because Kimberly knit one ages ago. Mm-hmm. Mine's oh. massive. Is yours longer than mine? It might be. Mine's longer and thicker. Oh, is it? Is, did you just I go by wider? Yeah. Okay. So I didn't want it. I mean, yeah, I didn't want to be too warm. Yeah. But uh, it's finished. It's blocked. Cascade is nice when it's blocked. Yeah. It's pretty squishy. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I'm excited. And even though this was like super, a super long and boring knit, right after I finished it, I kind of thought to myself, Oh, I should make another one. <laughs> it's nice to have that mindless project. Yeah, I have the And it yarn. comes out really nice. Yeah, it is. It is very nice. It's a very satisfying um, knit once knit. you're done with it. Yeah. yeah. I do have the yarn to make a Hufflepuff scarf. Oh. Which I bought oh. like ages ago, too. Um, I'm Hufflepuff. Are you? I am Hufflepuff. Uh, according to the official... The official test on Pottermore, or no? According to Jane. <laughs> oh, Jane. <laughs> when we did that. Test. Oh, okay. Jane. Jane is a friend. Yeah, that's funny. We did that test. I'm a Hufflepuff. Oh, I don't remember. That. I should take that quiz. Did you never take the Pottermore one? I think I did a long time ago, but I, I, I don't remember what I got. Yeah, I always when I take those online quizzes, and you know they're. They're all kind of funky, and they're not that accurate, clearly, and people, you know, choose answers to get what they want. But I inevitably, like, almost 100% always end up either in Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. Me too. I'm either Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. Yeah, so I all, so that's when I, you know, when I bought the yarn for these scars, I did buy one you for... both, yeah. Yeah, for both, and I, I did take the Pottermore test, and I ended up in Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, during Jane's test, I think I ended up as Gryffindor, too. Iron Muffin Slytherin. Ooh, we should make yeah. him a Slytherin scar. My husband's Slytherin. Nice. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> not all Slytherins are evil. No, he's not evil. We just never got to see any of the good ones. Yeah, he's very ambitious, though. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah, so I, I did think that for a second, oh, I should start my Hufflepuff one, but I haven't yet, so we'll see if I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's nice to get this off the needle. It's really heavy. 
It's really heavy when you're knitting it. Like it gets really it heavy. Gets really heavy. Your arms almost, hurt. This is almost four skeins of Cascade 220 in a scarf. Yeah, you know that's, that's that, a lot. that kind of yarn. That's a lot. That's a lot. So I'm glad it's done though. And then the second thing I finished were my Arnie and Carlos socks. Nice. If you remember these. Yes, I do. They're so pretty. Yeah, this is the um, sort of self pattern. They remind me of like ski socks. Ski socks? Ski. Like boots or something? Like. Or like Fair Isle? Yeah, kind of like Fair Isle. Like you're gonna, I don't know, like you're gonna go on a mountain and you're skiing. Okay. I'm down with that. Yeah. Um, this is in the Regia Arnie and Carlos line, and it's Star Night, which is the uh, purpley mauve and blues colorway. And this was just a pattern I. Also kind of just made up, and again, I cast on 60 stitches and then reduced down to 56, and I used a US Zero, which is what I usually use for socks. Crazy woman. Crazy woman. Uh, but the funny thing is, remember how when I was knitting the first sock and I mentioned that it seemed to be smaller than I thought it was going to be? It was a little tighter, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it fit tighter than I'm normally used to, even though I usually use the same stitch count. So I thought the other sock was going to be the same because it's the same yarn and all that stuff. But it's really weird. But the second sock actually is slightly bigger. It is slightly bigger. It, like, fits a little looser. And I use the exact... I must have been tense when I did the first one for some yeah. reason. Because it's, like... It's significantly bigger. Um, it's, like, half an inch. Yeah, like, half an inch. Like, isn't that weird? Yeah, that's crazy. Both still fit. The other one's just a little more fitted. Well, you do have one foot that's bigger than the other. That's true. Everyone has one um, foot that's bigger than the other. So that but it's more like the, it's narrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the circumference is just not as... Yeah, because you were saying, like, oh, I don't... I don't. It takes, like, a minute to put it on, right? Right. It, it goes tight go over it my heel. But the other one, the second sock I knit, doesn't really have that problem. So I don't think it was the yarn and needle combo. I think it was just me knitting super tight wow. <laughs> for some reason. That's crazy, dude. But look at them. I just put them on for Kimberly. They're super cute. I wore them the other day at home when my... I was just really cold for some reason, so I decided to put on my wool socks, and um, it was pretty nice. That's good. Yeah, so these are really nice, and oh, the final weight, I think I ended up using 59 grams of yarn. One ball had uh, 100, so I have a decent amount left. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but yeah. That's great. I was excited to finish these. That's why I didn't feel too bad about starting another Those might be one of my favorite pairs that you've made. Yeah? Yeah. I just really like the color. You just like the self patterning, yeah. 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 I think they came out That's really well. It's so like, funny that the one is skinnier, like narrower than the other. It's so weird. I don't know why, I don't know why it happened, it's, but it did. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, those are the only two things I finished though. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, I finished more things. Kimberly's looking at the show notes. I'm not looking at the show notes. <laughs> I'm looking at the show notes going, okay, I guess she doesn't want to talk about all those other millions of things that she says she finished. <laughs> no, I did finish other things. I I finished um, a baby hat. Nice. We talked about it last week. Yes. And it's called Itty Bitty Bear Cubs. And the pattern's by Carolyn Ingram, and I'm pretty sure it's a free pattern. And that was the one I was doing in Sweet Georgia's Speed Demon yarn, which I think is a sport weight yarn in the colorway fondant. So cute. It's Yeah, it's really pretty. And the pattern as written is actually written in two sizes for preemie babies. And this, I mean, I anticipate this baby being a preemie, so I adjusted the pattern slightly. Um, you can see all the notes in my project page, but basically I think I cast on 70 stitches and, like, knit a hat. And then for the ears, 
I they are each 13 stitches wide. In the pattern, like they they have them. Um, the first size is 11 stitches, and the second size is 12. So I just upped it by one more stitch. Mm-hmm. So mine are a little bigger. And I don't have them here. Let me see if I can find a picture for Kimberly because I already gifted them. Oh, good. Yeah, I was able to finish it pretty quickly, and I blocked it, and it was super cute. And now they're out in the world. They are out in the world, which is crazy. That's great. They're they're very cute. Oh, here's a picture. So I'm showing Kimberly a picture. Here's my Itty Bitty oh, Bear Cubs hat. super cute. Isn't that cute? Yeah, it's really cute. So the little ears are super cute. Did you sew the ears on? No, you pick up stitches. I see. Okay. Yeah, and actually you pick them up. They're not just one layer. You actually pick them up on both sides, so they end up you end up knitting like sort of a tube and then like grafting them together at the top. And so the pattern's really cute if you want a very cute you know, little bear hat for a kid. Uh, I would highly recommend this pattern. Uh, I used ribbing on the bottom line. I think the pattern calls for a roll brim. I mean, you can adjust it um, yeah. any way you want. And if you look at it, I'm sure you can even sort of make up how you want to do it, but I mean the pattern's free, so you should definitely Try take a out. look at it, and you can play around the gauge and make bigger sizes depending on you know what kind of yarn you use. So. Or if you want it for an adult. Yeah, I actually thought about that. Of course you did. Of course I did. Of course you did. That's that's why wouldn't you? Yeah, um, that sounds awesome. Kimberly has a whole collection. I have a collection of animal hats. Yeah, and fleece lined. Yeah, she hasn't hats. not ones that she's made. Just they're but they're hats. Yeah, what do you have like? I have a bunny, I have two monkeys, I've got a giraffe, I have a, um... Unicorn? I was like, you have a unicorn. Uh-huh. And I have a, um... I, I, I gave you one, too. I can't remember what it was. Uh, Talia gave me a cookie monster. Oh, yeah, cookie monster. Um... It's, it's, it's an extensive collection. Yeah, it's actually... I mean, like, I've got, like, eight hats. Yeah. All shaped, like, animals or creatures. Yeah, but I, they're, they're all very specific. Like, they have to be an animal... Yeah. And they have to be at least fleece-lined. It could be fully fleece, but usually it's fleece-lined and then, like, like knit or fabric on yeah. the front. Are you tempted to, like, make one? Because there are yeah. animal hats. I think I have a book of animal hats. I have a book of animal hats, too. I am tempted to make one. The fleece-lining makes me a little worried because of my history with sewing. Why does? Why can't you just wear it like a regular hat? I might, but you I, just, like, I just... like the fleece-lining. Because oh. most of them have ear flaps, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Because regular hats, you no, don't No, I think require. I have an animal hat book in here. I think there's like a, I'll be honest, there's like a chicken hat or something that I, Ooh, I really liked. Yeah. And I think there was something like a squirrel hat or some sort of, something with like a poof on it or something. Okay. Um, a fox hat would be cool. Yeah, there's definitely a fox hat in there too. I gotta look, I'll show you um, later. Yeah. I made a, a hat once that was from Tiny Owl Knits. Yeah. And it was just a I little, love that one with the yeah, antlers. It has little antlers. You sort of knit and then felt a tiny pair of antlers, and then you sew them to the top of this hat. And it's pretty cute. It's really cute. I love <laughs> that hat. There was a lot of finishing on that hat, but it was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Um, yeah. But, well, maybe one day you'll make something yeah. out of that hat book. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I, I really like to go through one book. Yeah, we've talked about this before, and we always say, we're going to go through one book, and then we're like, Like, oh. knit along and knit through one entire sort of pattern collection or book. We've never done it. Never done it. Maybe one day. Yeah. With this podcast as motivation. Look out for that, kids. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear suggestions on if you have, like, a book or something 
you'd like to knit your way through. I think once we talked about doing like Elizabeth Zimmerman's Almanac and yeah, oh, that, remember that Jared Flood collection that he did for Classical Lee, that little booklet? Yeah, we talked about that. Talked about that one too. Um, like an Isola Teague collection would be good. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get we'll, yeah, we'll talk we'll about, about this. I, I would like to do it still. Um, okay, and then the last the knit along that never ends. Yeah. There are lots of new ones that never end. Yeah. Um, the last thing I finished was Secret for a bit. Um, it was for a swap partner, but now she has it, so I can Yay. talk about it. Yes. And it was Tiny Sheep by Anna Harakovic, who does the Mochi Mochi Land patterns. Yep. And, I mean, it's basically what it sounds like. It's a tiny sheep. So sweet. Yeah, it's this little sheep. I used Knit Picks palette and size zero needles, and I made her a little so cream-colored sheep with a pink face. And it was hard making the face, actually. Making it look sort of normal. Yeah. Like, I, the eye would come out just wonky or not even. I had to do... It took a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it ended up really cute. I made a little tail, but it was kind of crooked. I don't know if you can tell. It's not really on center. But, oh. but it's okay. He's, he's a special sheep. Yeah, he's cute. And, uh, like, you know, all of our patterns are really well written. But uh, they are tiny. So they are a little fiddly. Um, I think I know a lot of people don't like that, and I don't love it myself. But the results are so cute; I just, I just can't stop. There are just so many cute, tiny things. Yeah, so many cute, tiny things. So, yeah, that was um, really fun, and my swap partner really liked it. So that was cool. So success, success. And those are all the things I finished. Yay! <laughs> when I actually look at the show notes. <laughs> So, um, what is next? Next is cued. Kimberly, what did you cue? I cued a couple things because... Yeah, they were really cute. So, one of them is the um, (laughs) Hopsalots slippers. Hopsalot. By Tiny Owl Knits. Oh, see Tiny Owl Knits? Yeah, um, I really like all the stuff from Tiny Owl Knits. But this is super cute because, um, I think we've mentioned before, I have two rabbits. Mm -hmm. And these are two little rabbit slippers oh cute and they are super cute and they kind of they don't look like my bunnies but i like it that they're you, they're floppy enough to like kind of be my bunnies do you think you could uh what's it called could you think you could um adjust it or modify it so that they look like your bunnies maybe but i think that would kind of take out like they're i think that would kind of take out so what kind of bunnies they look like okay cool because you have lock bunnies yeah, see, these are this you, is it yeah so the ears go up oh yeah the ears go up because your bunnies are lops, which have the ears that go down. They go down. Okay. These are really cute, though. These are really cute, wow. but I kind of enjoy them because I also want to make them and put it in the cage with them. With the bunnies? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'd see. Probably pee on it. Um, yeah, but sometimes, like, my last bunny, um, they don't they don't live in the cage. They live in my dining room. <laughs> they, have, yeah. like, they have a lot of room. Um, but my last bunny, I gave him a little bunny stuffed animal. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and he, like, kind of beat it up. Um, and would, like, chew on it and, like, you know, bite it and then, like, throw it around and stuff. And then he, we would catch him, like, just laying on it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was his friend, you know? Okay. Like, he didn't understand that it wasn't a real bunny, but he understood that he liked it. Yeah. So, these two kind of sometimes fight. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, with each other. Yeah, they're brother and sister, and they're both fixed, but, uh, she's alpha and he don't like it. Mm. So... She's, uh, so sometimes she, she gets really aggressive with him and she bites him. Not in a bad way, but she, like, pulls out some fur, you know? It's yeah, just like a sibling yeah. swap. Yeah, my brother swap. used to pull out my hair, too. Yeah, so she pulls out his hair and stuff, and he's like, oh, I don't like that. So I just thought, eh, maybe, you know, we'll make a little stuffed animal bunny and put it in there, and maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll yeah. 
like that. Maybe so you want to make the slippers to try it out? Yeah, maybe she'll beat up the slipper instead. But, yeah, I mean, I want the slippers for me. Yes. I wouldn't leave the slippers in there with them. You just want to see how they work I just out. See, yeah, I just want to see yeah. them like So that. these are really cute, and they're felted, it looks like, right? I don't know if they're felted. No, um, no, it's, yeah, it says it. Slippers are then felted to oh, fit great. the ears and attach slats. There you go. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, the, there's a little description of the slippers, and it says, No double points, no heel turning, no toe starting, no knitting in the round, no picking of stitches, and no bottom seam. Yeah, really. So apparently these are knit flat and then seamed, which probably is fine since you're felting them. You probably wouldn't notice the seam anyway. Yeah. And then you felt them. Yeah. They're so that would cute. be like a different... Kind of, oh. yeah, way to do a slipper. Mm-hmm. Would you have to get yarn for this, or do you think you have yarn? No, I don't have any yarn. Okay. Um, I'll have to get yarn for it. But no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, they're stupid cute. They are really cute. They're really cute. They're I saw those, and I was like, mine. Excellent. So I I queued that, and then I queued these other set of slippers, which is the Simple Garter Stitch Slippers by, um, I think it's called Handy Pandy. Oh, Handy Pandy. Handy Pandy. Simple garter stitch slippers. I like yeah. that. And that's, um, they're these really cute. Now, it's funny because they ask for fingering weight yarn. I don't know if do you... I have the patience for fingering weight yarn. Um, uh, yeah, but the... For slippers. But the, the yarns are held double. So they're trying to make a thicker yarn. A thicker yarn. You can just yeah. use a thicker yarn. I'd probably just use a thicker yarn. I mean, unless you have, you have a fingering weight yarn that you don't use because... You don't like using big right yarn. This might be a good way to use it up. Yeah, but I don't want to use it on slippers. Oh, you want to? Yeah, I guess. I would, get, I would get something specific. Yeah, okay. for this. Um, so this is um, this is really nice because it's you only use like three hundred fifty yards. I think they, look um, very, they like do that. look very simple. It looks almost like it's just like a flat piece, and then you seam it up the middle, and it's sort of a design feature almost. Yeah, and I'm really looking at slippers at the moment because mm-hmm. I have clearly. So the other day. Uh, not the other day, but a couple months ago, I I had, I had to throw out some slippers because I, I usually have, like, a couple different yeah. pairs. Yeah. But, you know, you can't keep them forever. And they got kind of, like, weird and smelly, and I've washed them a bit. Um, and then, so I threw those out, and then I threw, like, another pair out. So suddenly I had, like, only one pair of slippers, which is the ones I'm wearing now. Um, which Very are super cute. cute. But um, I also, like, have to throw them in the wash every, you know, yeah. couple weeks. Um, luckily, they are washable, but... I went to, basically, I went to Target, and I was looking for new slippers, and they didn't have any. Really? And it's because we live in Southern California, and I was going in, like, mm, October. And in October in Southern California, for some reason, it was, like, 90 degrees. Right. So they still, they hadn't started stocking. I think if you go now, you can find slippers, yeah. but they only stock them a certain time of year. Right, right. Um, Which I've had this problem before. So I'm kind of, like done with having this problem. <laughs> so, You're just going to make a bunch of your own? Yeah, so I'm just going to make a whole bunch of my own that I can then, like, wash and stuff. So this okay. is one of those ones that I feel like are really simple, and mm-hmm. I would enjoy them, and I'm probably just going to knit them. And you should. Over the winter. I have some slippers in my queue. I just... Uh, I don't... I'm not like you. You wear slippers a lot. I do. I have all hardwood floors in yeah. my place. So. I'd rather just walk around barefoot most of the time. Yeah. Uh, so the idea of slippers are really attractive to me, but then I feel weird wearing them around the house because I feel like they feel like shoes, and I don't like wearing shoes in the house. Yeah. So, I yeah, I might just stick to socks. But I do have a few pairs in my, you know, sort of future maybe cute because they look cool. Yeah. So, but these are really nice. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Later. That's all I queued. Okay. Uh, what did I queue? I queued, oh yeah, I queued a new cardigan that uh, came into my feed by Carrie Bostic Hope, and it's called the Shore Cardigan. 
and it is just a really nice, simple-looking cardigan. I'm going to bring it up for Kimberly here. And it looks like it has a slightly unusual hem. Like, the front looks like it's a tiny bit higher than the back. Yeah, that's really nice. Uh, but it, it just looks really comfortable, but stylish. It's cozy. Yeah, it looks really cozy. And but not, like, boxy. Yeah, but not boxy. But not super fitted, because I don't like really fitted clothes yeah. either. It just looks classy to me. Could go really casual or could, you know, be a little more uh, upscale. So it's really pretty. It's in worsted weight yarn. They use Quince & Co. Owl, which would oh, be nice. nice. I've never knit with Quince & Co. Me and I really want to. But I like that sample card you have. Yes. I bought a color card ages ago when they first, you know, started so we could see the colors. And so far we haven't ordered anything from them, but I really want something. to. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to make a sweater um, out of it. And the color um, in the pattern page is it's just beautiful sort of heathered gray, too, which to me always looks super comfy. It reminds me of sweatshirts and, you know, soft things. So it's really cute, and um, I definitely want to put that in my queue. And what else did I queue? Um, nope. <laughs> Go back. Here. Kimberly is, like, trying to help me manage uh, her Mac here as I look at the show notes. Um, the next thing I queued was... Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a crazy one. I want to make knit tights. I found these the other day Whoa. while looking at, um, I think just, I think I was looking at a yarn and what was made out of the yarn, and one of the projects were, were these tights, and these are tangerine tights by Mel Clark, and they're from her book, Knitting Everyday Finery, Practical Designs for Dressing It Up in Little Ways, and I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a pair of tights with like feet all the way up to your waist. Uh, that makes me so uncomfortable just looking at it's it. It's ribbed. Really? Yeah, I do not like tights. Well... Especially something, like, thick, like, knitted tights. Well, they're, it's in fingering weight yarn. They Their uh, sample was made in Koigu. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I know. I have toyed with the idea of making sort of, like, knit pants or leggings before. So, I just like this pattern. It's probably way too warm. I'll never be able to wear them. But I kind of want them. But you keep them in your queue for later. Yeah. You know. And you can make them too, like, the tights are, you know, with the whole foot and everything. But I was thinking maybe if I want to be a little more versatile or not as warm. You cut them off. Yeah, the I could just make leggings, you know. And if I ever go into a really cold, I can just wear them and be cozy. Yeah. I mean, this is just... A, a dream of mine and I, I don't know I think I might make them one day I think it's just you were just making really two giant long socks and then joining them at the top so I I, I like them Kimberly's like oh you're crazy I think she thinks I'm crazy I, I just don't think they're for me yeah things like that make me like uncomfortable just thinking about them you're funny and uh, the I queued one more thing, and it's Tiny Snowman by Anna Harakove, nice. my friend from Mochi Mochi Land, and she has um, a you know tiny pattern for tiny tiny snowmen. And since it's Christmas, I've just been thinking about making some. Nice, they're cute, and you can just make different colored scarves. And yeah, I think the pattern's really cheap. It's not in any of her books, I don't think. And the pattern itself, I think, is two dollars. Great. So yeah. Those are the things I've queued this week. Very cool. Yeah. 
And what are we doing next? What do we got? I think we got retail therapy. Oh, retail therapy. Kimberly, did you? No, I didn't buy anything. Yeah, I didn't buy I, anything. I've been really good. Um, I may have bought some yarn recently that hasn't come yet, but I actually have yarn to show you from other things. I did a swap with one of our awesome listeners. Oh, yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Um, her name is Krista's Knits on Instagram. It's awesome. Yes. And she emailed me a while back. Uh, just asking if I would want to do a swap. Mm. I think she, you know, from listening to us, she just thought that we might have similar tastes and, you know, yeah. yarn and colors and stuff like that. And as I've said before, like, swaps aren't usually my thing. I feel like sometimes, you know, you can get burned or your expectations are just maybe different than what you know, someone else's are, and you just, it just feels weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but I got a good vibe from Krista, so, and it seemed like we liked a lot of the same things, and we, you know, I sent her a little questionnaire, and, you know, we filled it out, and all that good stuff, and let me tell you, this package is pretty awesome. That's good. Yeah. I saw the thing, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. I'm not gonna show all the little things, but I'll, I'll give you guys, like, the main, the main things, so... There were three beautiful skeins of yarn in here, and the first one <gasps> knitted wit. is Knitted Wit, and it's her Victory DK base, which is 100% Superwash Merino, 280 yards, and what are the colorway called, Kimberly? Oh my god, Unicorn Farts. What? Amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's a white base with sort of a speckly type dye of blue and pink and orange, and it's pretty amazing. I think it's really awesome. And the next skein of yarn is Black Trillium Fibers. And this is the Lilt Sock Base, which is 8015 Superwash Merino Mulberry Silk Blend. And we were trying to do things sort of local to us, so I think a oh, that's lot of good. people, yeah, are sort of... That's awesome. Either local dyers or, like, they can only be found in sort of her local shops, so... Yeah. And I've never tried black trillium before. Idea. Yeah, isn't that fun? Yeah. So black That's trillium, beautiful. yeah, it's beautiful. This is definitely a speckled uh, yarn, and it's white with pinks and purples and blacks, and it's called an enemy, which is beautiful. It is beautiful. And then the last skein of yarn is a dyer I had not heard of, and I think she's her friend. It's fiber fetish designs, mm-hmm. and. This is the DK Light Worsted Weight. It's 100 grams, 240 yards, and it's 100% Superwash Merino, and it's called One Night Stand. I really like that. Yeah, this is beautiful. This one is mostly black, but on one section of the yarn, it is lime green and blue and, like, an electric purple, and it looks really cool. I think this might make a really cool hat or cowl. Yeah. So that's really cool. I'd like to see that knitted up. Yeah. So she also sent me some chocolate, which was awesome. Because everyone needs more chocolate. And to be honest. Of course. And she sent me some tea from a local shop. It's called, let's see, Afternoon to Remember Fine Tea and Gifts. And she sent me two flavors. Or is that what we call tea flavors? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'd hol- say flavors, yeah. yeah. Holiday Champagne Berry and Pumpkin Cream. Nice. These look really That's too. perfect for now, too. I know. It is Make perfect. those right up. And she sent me a bunch of other fun stuff. Let me hang on. Let me find the stitch markers. She's that's me, awesome. What a great package. I know. She sent me stitch markers from Seattle Sky Dye Works, which are the little um, 
ones that are on jump rings, but they have the little bead on it. It's cute. Which are cute. And then she sent me these really pretty uh, gold-colored uh, stitch markers from Church Mouse Yarns and Tea. Those are nice. Yeah, too. which I hear this is an amazing shop. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to go one day. And then she also sewed two bags for me. The oh first is this basket that everything is in. It's sort of, you know, like a basket with two handles on the side and it's just open on top. Mm-hmm. And it's blue polka dots on the outside. And hello. Horses and Horse, um, yeah, trees. trees. And it's glittery. Cute. Clearly she knows me well. This is nice. It's a yeah, really beautiful bag. Uh, Good Christa, job. Yeah, Krista sews a lot. She says besides knitting, um, you know, sewings are other really big passions. Oh, really? So, yeah. And then she also made this sock cue bag that I had my... Um, Desert Vista dye, dye Work Sock in. Cute. So isn't it cute? Yeah. And it's really sort of well a done. foresty type um, bag. Thing. Nice. And the inside is leaves. And it's it was a really, really nice package. Super and I was like cute. super excited. So thanks a lot, Krista. You're pretty awesome. And I just think we have very similar tastes. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Which is just kind of funny to me. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So yeah. Um, I hope she liked the package that I sent her. I mean, she said she did, so I hope you did. I saw the pa- I saw some of the stuff you sent her. I thought yeah. it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, it can really help me pick out some of it, so. Yeah, that was yeah. really cute. So, the other thing I got was when I went to Florida, uh, we stopped by a yarn store called Raging Wool. Where is that? It's in a little city called Pembroke Pines. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's a little shop. Is it cute? Yeah, it's cute. I didn't stay too long, because, you know... With the non-knitter, just, I don't want to Yeah, make, it's hard. I don't want to make them just, I don't know, I feel like it's really boring for them. It's hard when you're with a non-knitter. Yeah. I mean, my friend was game, but I didn't want to, you know, keep her too long. We were running errands, so. Yeah. Um, I ran in. We and have to understand, we get excited about things that, you know. Other people yeah, don't. Do not. Yeah. Yeah. And so I asked them just if they had anything sort of from a local dyer, anything special, because, you know, I mean, I don't need more yarn. It was just. Kind of like I wanted a souvenir, yeah. you know? Yeah. And they didn't have anything local, but they did have some stuff they said that was sort of sent special to them. And that is what I got. Just a little skein. Of, it's called the Yarns of Richard DeVries. <laughs> Richard, it's R-H-I-C-H-A-R-D. That's cool. And it's a smaller skein. It's 100% merino fingering weight yarn, and it's a 65-gram put-up with 225 yards, so it's not like the sort of big skeins we're used to. Um, it's sort of more like a quayu size skein. Yeah. Maybe, you know, yeah. maybe a little bigger. And this colorway is called Personal Touches. It's very pretty. Yeah. Um, it's really pretty. It's like blues and greens and purples and tiny little speckles. Not super speckly, but a little bit. And I just thought it was really pretty. And a nice little souvenir skein. I think I could get a pair of Rose City Roller socks out of them or maybe a hat or something. Nothing too crazy. Uh, I thought about getting, like, you know, another skein or maybe a solid to go with it. But, you know, it's trying to be good. And I figured I could definitely either do something with this or find something in my stash to go with it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. It's very cute, though. Um, I... Trying to look him up online, and yeah, I think it's not super available to people. I think it, uh, the yarn is available in certain shops mostly. Yeah, you know so, so very, very indie. Yeah, so but it looks it's beautiful. So yeah, it's cool. And then the final thing I bought was I bought something with you the other day. Uh, actually, I made you buy it because you owe me money. Yep. Basically. Yep. And that's the Custom Socks book by Kate Atherley, which I've been lusting after. 
And it's been hard to find in-store. That's weird. I keep checking every Barnes & Noble I go to, and because that's kind of, like, really the only major bookseller, um, you know, around. Yeah. You know, a couple of indies, but the craft sections aren't always as good, and... And I know I could order online, but I was kind of just putting it up to fate, you know. If yeah. I come across it, I'll buy it, you know. And I actually checked the, when I was at Raging Wool, I, I checked to see maybe if they had it, but they didn't. So mm. I was just waiting for it to cross my path, and it did uh, the other day when we were together. And since you owe me money, I made you buy it for me. Yep. So I haven't actually had a chance to look at it at all yet, but I hear it's a really good book, and given the fact that my... Last socks were a little wonky due to my gauge. I just thought it might be, you know, it's fitting that I was going to get this book and, you know, read it. Um, I just think it's, you know, fun to learn about these things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Those are the things that I bought and or acquired lately. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of it was from that swap. Yes. So I feel like... Yes. You were still pretty good. I was still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> still pretty good, dude. Still yeah. pretty good. Good job. Uh, on to events. Yes. Events. Um, I just wanted to tell everyone, if you don't know, that the Indie Design Gift Along is going on. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. It's once a year on Ravelry, a bunch of designers sort of um, join a group, and they for about a week they have a discount on oh, nice. their patterns they usually put like select a certain number of patterns like five patterns ten patterns 20 patterns whatever into a bundle uh-huh and the discount is 25 percent off and i think this year i don't know if it was last year or two but this year they all have the same coupon code oh that's cool so you yeah just, so you don't like, have to remember put everything in the yeah right um so they all have the same coupon code which is gift along 2015 but if you know, if it's on sale, you, it's just sort of to support indie designers and help you with your gift knitting. And they have a Ravelry group, and there's a knit-along. The knit-along's longer. The knit-along lasts about six weeks. Uh, the sale's only, I think, about a week, but the knit-along is much longer, and there's all kinds of prizes. Is the sale still going on now? Yes. It just started, I think, on Thursday evening. Oh, great. So by the time you, you have guys, time. Yeah, by the time you guys hear this, by the time this goes up, there should still be time. I have a bunch of patterns in my cart, and I'm just trying to decide what I'm going to actually pull the trigger on, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's a great way to support any designers and get some discounts on patterns that you might have already wanted or just discover someone new. If you go to the Ravelry group page, there's a one post that has the list of all the designers. And so you can, you know, click on them and see what's in their bundle. And there's some really great designers in there. So definitely give it a, a try if you're into that. And the next event that I will actually be attending but is... Not me. But not Kimberly. Is the Pajama Jammy Jam up in Sunnyvale, California at Pearlescence Yarns. That's a Black Friday sale that they do every year. Details are not uh, set yet, but they did mention it in the last couple of newsletters, so it's happening. And it'll probably be similar to other years where basically uh, the shop will open pretty early. I think it's 6 or 7, and the earlier you get there, the bigger your discount will be starting like the first hour you know, in the second hour, I think. I think after the third or fourth hour, the discount stays the same throughout the rest of the day. So uh, if you guys are in Northern California, check out Pearlescence Yarns' website, and um, maybe I'll see you there. That's awesome. Yeah. And then the next event is uh, sort of a past event that we forgot about, and that was our one-year anniversary. Ta-da! Anniversary. Um, I 
knew was coming up, and I actually thought it was maybe in November at some point, but looking back on the blog, I think it was actually maybe in September. Yeah, I think it was in September, too, because also we're on, like, episode 28 or something. Yeah, I guess I didn't count. So we should be 26, yeah. and we're, not, we're kind of sporadic. As right, well, right. So. I mean, we, we podcast almost every two weeks, so we definitely have passed that, so... Almost being the operative word. Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah, so, I mean, there's not really much to talk about except to say, woo! Thanks for listening for a year. Yes. You, you discovered us in the beginning. Yeah. That's cool. I mean... What do you think, Kimberly, after a year? I think you thought it was kind of crazy to start with, and now it's been a year. I mean, what do you think? Has it been uh, fun? I think it's been, yeah, it's been fun. It's been it's been really productive. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm knitting a lot more, or at least I have a better, clear, a more clear idea on what I like to knit and mm-hmm. what I should be knitting and what I enjoy knitting. I definitely think that was sort of one of the goals was yeah. to motivate us to knit more. Yeah. And to focus more, a little bit on it, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I think we were kind of like, oh, I want to knit, oh, I want to knit, what do we do? You know, and there wasn't like a, it just helps us kind of focus. Focus and... and Make it more of a priority. Communicate Mm -hmm. and make it like a community. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like in the community. Yeah, because like knitting's really kind of solitary. For us, at least. For us. Not everyone. Not everyone. Yeah. Definitely for us. Yeah, we just kind of knit with each other, but it's been a really, I think, a really great way of yeah, just interacting with the awesome knitting community besides Ravelry and I've been meeting lots of fun people on Instagram. Mm. I love Instagram and I do like Instagram. It's pretty awesome for knitters. And yeah, so that's been cool. Yeah, it's been great. Hopefully uh, the next year will be just more of just, awesome. Yeah, more awesome stuff, more knitting. Uh hopefully we'll be knitting more things and meeting more people and no, we'll see. I don't have any huge, big, like, Plans. goals, you know what I mean, besides to keep doing it. And, I mean, it's also been just really fun to do it with you because, it, you know, we see each other pretty often. But yeah, this but is, like, dedicated time that, you know, where we can make the excuse to everyone, you know, to be like, oh, well, I'm not going to, you know, i got to go over to Kimberly's house. Yeah, yeah, we're podcasting. Podcasting. Yeah. Leave us alone for a while. Yeah, we're Which podcasting. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. So. It's awesome. Yeah. So, yay. Um, I don't know. I was going to do a giveaway or something originally when I thought about it, but clearly we passed it. So, I don't know. If I decide to do something, I might just post something maybe in the Ravelry group. The Ravelry group, yeah. Yeah. Maybe a pattern or something. I don't know. I I haven't thought that far, but I would like to do something. So, just keep an eye out for that. Yeah, celebration. Yeah, celebration. And then the next event is sort of the planning stages, and it's just uh, Kimberly and I want to do a knit-along. (laughs) <laughs> um, probably starting in January. <laughs> I was thinking about our last knit-along. What was our last knit-along? Oh, that was just... Scar. It was just it was us. Sh- yeah. 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 We did the... I don't even know what it was called. I forget. Giant shawl scarf. The triangle scarf. It, it worked out well. Yeah. We were we really wanted, behind. On oh, well. But we want to do a knit-along with you guys, not just with ourselves or someone, like, you know, another podcast. Um, this would just be for us, and it probably wouldn't start till January, so you guys have time to plan... But because we talk about uh, rainbows and unicorns all the time, I thought it'd be really fun if we did a rainbows and unicorns knit along. Yeah, and it would you know it's pretty vague. You, you know, any rainbow yarn, sparkly yarn, yarn that makes you think of a unicorn. Um, it's rare, so you you know it can be called a unicorn. I mean, we're pretty easy. Um, 
just, you know, the rules haven't been set yet, and I figure we'll run it for a couple months and pick a prize and just, you know, encourage people to do something fun and, you know, unicorn really let fun. out their inner unicorn. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're going to do that in January, and I've already picked out the hashtag, which is a really easy hashtag. It'll just be rainbows and unicorns, K-A-L. And so if you happen to want to start plotting early, feel free and just hashtag that. I will probably start a thread at some point. Not for a while. You guys don't need to start plotting just yet. But, um, you know, think about it. If you got some rainbow yarn or something with sparkle or a sparkly rainbow yarn, uh, those would all be great. And if you have a question if whether or not your yarn or project qualifies, you can always just ask. I'm sure. It'll it be, probably does. It's fine. Yeah, we're probably going to be the most relaxed uh, rule people ever, so keep it in mind. Yeah. All right, and that's it for events. Yay! Hey, what is next? Awesome. Um, I think that we're... Well, we have the giveaway. Okay. Which was the sock wedge bag. Yes. Um, that's from Sew For You, and it's that's the Red Riding Hood fabric. Yeah, that was really pretty. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to wait another month. No, no, we're not picking one yet. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just reminding everyone that it's still open. Yeah, okay, good. So that is still open on the Ravelry board. you got to be a member and all that good stuff, and so... Just go hop on over to the Ravelry board, check out the prompt, and um, we'll pick a winner in the next episode. Yeah. Awesome. Right. You want this bag. I'm just saying. Yes. It's cute. You want the bag. Yes. <laughs> Trust us. We want the bag, but... We want the bag, but we're giving it to you. Yes. But so, we want the bag. So you should enter. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's it for um, our... That's it for the knitting section. Yeah. We're on to um, non-knitting segments, and if you don't want to stick around, that's cool. We'll see you next time, but if you do... Um, hang out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. So, Kimberly. Yeah. What are you reading? Uh, I'm reading... So, I finished... Well, let me start over. Okay. I'm currently reading The Wrath and the Dawn by Renee Adhi... It's Adia. Okay. It's A-H-D-I-E-H, and I know I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Okay. Um, it's a YA retelling of, um, like, A Thousand Nights. Okay, there's a... There's several of those going on around. Yeah, yeah, I have one too, but it's called A Thousand Nights. Yeah, and and this one's, um, I just, I'll be honest, I just started like yesterday because I've been busy and really tired and stuff. It's not the one with the like really beautiful cover Cover. that's red. Okay, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Um, But the problem is that, yeah, this is a for book club. I'm in this book club, and they're meeting tomorrow night. So I've got to read 400 pages by tomorrow night, and I'm pretty sure I've got I've got stuff to do tomorrow starting at 1 when o'clock. When did you start it? Oh, uh, yesterday. Okay. I'm, like, on page 20. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know and about And you're not super that. into it yet? Um, you know, it's just too early okay. for me to tell. I kind of, I mean, I, I, I think it, it, it does start out kind of, like, Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm not pushing it aside yet. I'm just I saying. I feel like, like the there's going to be some I've, pressure. The reviews I've seen have been pretty positive. Yeah, people really like it, yeah. um, but that doesn't mean I will like it. No, it's true. Um, and then I just finished um, Dumplin' by Julie Murphy. Yes, we were talking about book. this. Yes. Um, yeah, it's it's a what's it about? Um, it's about a it's about a self-proclaimed fat girl okay. named Willow Dean. And she lives in a small town, and she really doesn't have a problem with her weight, um, but she doesn't like it how other people have a problem with her weight. Right. And she's, um, 
her mother is this, like, uh, they do, like, a pageant, like, a beauty pageant every year. Mm-hmm. And her mother won, like, when she was young. Mm-hmm. And so her mother's still involved in the pageant. She's kind of, like, the president of the pageant. So okay. this, like, really complicates her relationship with her mother. You know, because right. her, her mom wants her to be... Specific expectations right. of her and mm-hmm. what she should be, look like and be doing. Um, and then she's got a best friend, and it's, like, about growing up and growing apart and, you know, how your friendships change. And there's a boy or two, and mm-hmm. one of them's, you know, like really hot and she likes him a lot <laughs> the other one's like very sweet and kind but she doesn't oh, have that no. like who zest. do you choose yeah um and i like julie murphy's side effects may vary which was her debut book mm-hmm. but i i just think there's there was a lot of problems with dumplin for me yeah. um so i probably wouldn't recommend that um, but I do really enjoy side effects may vary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just finished that and then I started my book club book and now I've got 400 pages to read by tomorrow. So awesome. I know you can. If, I can do it. If you're into it, you can do it. I know. You- I can do it. We're going to see how far I get tonight Okay. or I'm going to fall asleep. So okay. these are very two very, very, uh, real options. Okay. That's funny. That's it? Yeah, that's it. What are you reading? Okay. I finished The Friend Zone by Kristen Callahan. Oh, nice. Wait, is that, that's not book one. That's, that's book, book two. two. Yeah. It's book two. She is. Um, she writes a series of paranormal historical romances, which we love. We love. But a couple of years ago, she started this uh, contemporary romance series uh, about sort of college-age kids. And um, it's really good, too. The first book, I think, was called The Hookup. Yeah. And this is the second book called The Friend Zone, and it's about a football player um, who, you know, is very promising, is probably going pro, but he becomes best friends with his maybe soon-to-be agent's daughter, and, um, you know, it's just that sort of complicated relationship where they become best friends with each other, and they're attracted to each other, but neither of them really wants to sort of mess up what they have, because if they mess it up, then they're also out of best friends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, it was very sweet, and, um, you know, there's sexy times in it, if you like that stuff, and I love... Which, of course, Yeah, that's one of the main reasons that I wanted to read it. Uh, you know, I really like Kristen Callahan. The contemporary series is is very good. I still prefer the other series, just because I like things with a paranormal element, Mm -hmm. but I think you'll like this series, because you definitely like um, contemporary. I do. Yeah, so I definitely think you should, like, read the series. Awesome. So, yeah, it was very cute. I know that when you read the first book, I said, I'm going to read this. And, <laughs> and then you did, I know. I just to it, but I, it is on my Kindle list. Yes, one day, one day. One day. And then I started a new book, and that is called Winter by Marissa Meyer. Yay! Yay! Um, I really went uh, to the Marissa Meyer signing earlier this week. I was actually helping out some friends um, who were... Um, hosting hosting it and all that good stuff but this is a young adult series it's a sci-fi series and this is the fourth and final book in the series Uh, the first book is called cinder and each book is a sci-fi take on a fairy tale retelling yeah and they're all connected uh, but each book sort of focuses on like sort of one like a different sort of story so the first book is cinder and you know, her story is based on Cinderella, and she's sort of the main heroine, and, and she's in all the books. And And then the next book is called Scarlet, which is based on Red Riding Hood, and the third book is Cress, which is Rapunzel. Rapunzel. And the fourth book is Winter, which is um, based on Snow White. Yeah. And this is where, like, all kinds of things are happening. I mean, I don't want to give away, you know, sort of what the series is about, but basically, um, 
Man. There's an evil queen. Yeah, there's an evil queen, and she can kind of control people's minds, and she wants to marry a royal prince. She can basically take over Earth, and they find out that, you know, maybe she's not the rightful queen, and, you know, she's trying to kill the person who is, and so... This is the fourth book, and everything's sort of happening. I'm really at the beginning, only about 120 pages in. And this is a big book, people. Um, it's about 800 pages long. And my friend actually told me a little secret. Because if you look at the book, it doesn't look like it's bigger than the last book, which was about, I think, 500 pages long. And she told me that she had found out or read that they made the pages much thinner. So that when you look at it next to the third book, it looks about the same size, but it's at least two or three hundred pages longer. It's funny too because I looked inside the book because mm-hmm. I have a copy too. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked inside the book and the font seems is the font smaller? smaller? That's possible yeah. too. So just these slight changes. You I know don't know why, I mean? but I was looking at. It, I was like, the font seems smaller. Yeah, when book. you read it, it's fine. It's not like tiny print or anything. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad it's this long because there's a lot to wrap up, and it's it's good. Good. So I'm I'm excited. Um, if you if you like sci-fi and, you know... It's kind of sci-fi fantasy. Yeah, sci-fi fantasy and, um, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I love fairy it. tales. Yeah, and fairy tales, which I also love. So I'm excited about that. I'm trying to read it slowly, uh, which has been working so far, but I have a feeling once I get a little more into it, I like, won't be able to stop. So, yeah. yeah. So that's, um, that's what I've been reading. Awesome. What have yeah. you been watching? What have I been watching? Uh, well, last episode, I had started Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, that's right. So I finished it. Yeah. And it was pretty good. It was strange. Very strange. Does it live up to the hype? Like, I feel like that's one of those films everyone talks about as being super scary and, like, damaging their fragile child yeah. minds. Um, no, I don't... At least maybe I'm too old. It didn't really damage me or traumatize me that way. It's definitely a psychological sort of thriller horror film mm-hmm. because the whole time during it Rosemary you know thinks there's something going on that her like you know neighbors are you know into kind of a cult trying to you know steal her baby but no one believes her yeah you know and because we know it's a horror film we know stuff's definitely going on yeah but she's not sure no one believes her so I, I felt bad for her. Right. <laughs> I, I definitely felt bad for her because... And in the end, I mean, sorry, spoiler if you don't know, because there's been a million sequels, but in the end, like, she was totally right, and something fishy is terrible yeah. was totally going on. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I was glad I finally saw it. I actually still really want to see The Exorcist, which I've never seen. Oh, okay. Which I definitely think people have said have traumatized them. I think it's, that's more it's horror. Still, it's still very scary. Yeah. Even after all these years. Yeah, so I definitely scary. want to watch that one. So I'm, I'm glad I saw that. And then I also watched this documentary on Netflix called The Search for General So. Oh. And my friend wanted to watch it, so I just started watching it with him. And it actually turned out kind of interesting. It's basically about... It starts off sort of with the premise of um, trying to figure out the origin of General So's chicken. Have you ever had that? Yeah. I've never had it. I know what it is. It's like when you go to a Chinese restaurant, they, a lot of places have this thing called General So's chicken. And... It was just sort of an exploration of sort of where that came from, who's General So, like, like all this stuff. But it really wasn't about that. Um, the movie itself was really about sort of Chinese-American culture mm-hmm. and sort of how it became a part of American culture through food. 
specifically General Tso's chicken, you know what I mean? And there was just, like, a lot of, like, sort of historians and other things in the in, and scholars, like, and they would go to China and ask, like, Chinese people if they ever had this, and a lot of people were like, I don't know what this is. And right, General right. So was a real person, and they go to his province to see, you know, like, if anyone knows what it is there, you know what I mean? So, and it was just, it was just really interesting, um, you know, just to see that culture and, um, you know, how it's been sort of come into American culture, because for a lot of American people, um, you know, Chinese food is definitely, like, a comfort food, you know, or, like, you know, yeah. there's a tradition of, like, you know, going there on, you know, a lot of people talking about they all go there on, like, Christmas or something. Or New Year's, Or yeah. New Year's or something, which is just interesting, and, like, how when the first Chinese immigrants came over, like, a lot of their restaurants were, you know, um, boycotted or vandalized because they were immigrants, but, like, now how, you know, Chinese food is, I don't know. It's weird to say, but it's kind of, like, really American, you know what I mean? To have, like, a Chinese food place. Yeah, it's definitely, like, Americanized. Yeah, Americanized, you know, and how... Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I just thought it was... It was kind of a random thing we started watching, but it ended up... It's on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix, so... And then, um, I watched Spectre. I watched Spectre, too. The new James Bond movie. What did you think? Um, there's a lot I like about Spectre. Yeah. I feel like... I don't know, like, James... I liked it that it was, like, a nice send-off to Daniel Craig. Because yeah. we know he's not going to keep doing these. Yeah. But, I don't know. I had, like, some issues. Okay. Like. Well, they definitely tried to tie, like, all the, the Daniel Everything Craig movies in. together. Yeah. The last three or four of them all together. Because I feel like a lot of the previous ones were definitely One-offs. standalones, yeah. you know? And this seemed, like, each one seemed to build on the other. Yeah, this was nicer because because of that, specifically. Yeah. Um, but I still felt like, well, I really love Monica Bellucci, and she really wasn't right. in it that much. They kept talking about how she was, like, the first Bond girl who was ever sort of age-appropriate, and then she ended up being sort of one of the side Bond. Like, you know, he... He meets her for one evening, and that's it. And I thought she was going to be the main Bond girl. I really like her, and she, I don't think she was in it enough. And then um, Leah Sardo, who I really love, because um, she was in that Beauty and the Beast French version yeah, uh, that I talked about. And mm-hmm. I like I like her quite a lot, but I felt like there was like a lot of forced romance between right. them. It's like why do they have to? Why do they have to get together? It didn't. It didn't really yeah. seem like realistic. Like. It was so forced that one of the people in the line, like, one of the lines was, well, and you know she's the perfect person for you, being blah, 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 which I won't give away. Oh, right, But but that was actually a line a character said, and I just thought, okay, you're trying too hard. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like, I think that the fight scenes and the action scenes were really good. Yeah, the opening sequence. The opening sequence was good. Yeah, it was amazing. and, And Daniel Craig's just really good. Yeah. I think he's very good Bond. So. Uh, I mean, I liked it too, but I had some issues. Not the same ones as you, but it was more like, I like the idea that they're trying to tie them all together. Yeah. But at the same time, I couldn't really figure out what they really had to do with each other besides what they were tell- like telling yeah. me in the movie. Yeah. Because it's been so long since each movie, and it seemed like the the motivations of some of the characters were really sort of thin to try to, like, you know, like make it all part of one plot. Yeah. So, eh, you know. No, I know. I, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I was sort of like... But they're entertaining. It was, again, it was more like, I'm going to tell you what this is about instead of you, like... Figuring it instead out. Instead of there being breadcrumbs through the right. whole thing. But, right. you know, that's the other thing, is that I don't necessarily think Bond films should be 
not, no, like, this is going to sound weird, but necessarily be about Bond and be about right. Bond's personal life. Bond is supposed to be this instrument of, for the, you know, for the intelligence agency. Um, and once, and like, that's kind of the nice thing about Skyfall was that you kind of got a glimpse out of Bond's life. But this, yeah. this movie kind of makes everything really personal for Bond. And I don't necessarily I think, think yeah. that that worked. I think, I think the last, I mean, I think Daniel Craig's holes almost sort of, career with Bond has been about that, though. Yeah. They've tried to make it that way, you know what I mean? I think, which is fine, it's just different, but at some point, yeah, I, yeah, it kind of loses me, too, but, I mean, but it's fun. It was fun. And everyone has amazing clothes in it, and I was making fun of my, you know, with my friend saying, oh, you know, Leah Sado, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, she had to leave her home in a hurry, but thank goodness she remembered to pack all of her white silk pants. Yeah, exactly. So when they're hanging out in the desert, she has an appropriate outfit, you know? It's pretty, it's pretty funny, because, yeah. I mean, she is, like... Where did she get these clothes? Amazingly, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right, what else did you watch? Um, I watched, um, The Great British Baking Off <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> And this is what happened. Iron Muffin and I were like, I, there was like a bunch of my friends that wanted that were watching it, posting about it on Facebook. So I thought, oh, we'll try it. And yeah, we decided to try it. And two things happened. One, I really wanted to bake. Yes. Which, and I do really like baking. But this is, I mean, this was, I bake stuff from like, I, I don't bake anything fancy. Um, but this stuff was really, really beautiful. And two, uh, poor Iron Muffin got really homesick. Yeah. He'd be watching it, and he's like, oh. He's like, you I know? wanna, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but it was really, really fun, and it's only ten episodes, so Did it's you finish fast. It? Yeah, we just okay, finished it yesterday. Okay. Um, and it, it was just like a really fun, po- and everyone's so polite. Yeah, everyone's so polite and, and nice. And it's not as catty as American sort of competition shows can be. Yeah, this was, everyone was just so supportive and lovely, and... I really liked that. I Me too. I thought that was like, really refreshing. So I mean, that was great. So if you haven't watched it, in this can really yeah, it is. Um, so if you haven't watched uh, the Great British Bake Off, you should. It's yeah. on Netflix. It's there's, a, there's a season on Netflix, which is awesome. Yeah, but I think they do. A, I think they have more seasons. I think they do. It's just not on Netflix. Yeah, so, so. this is just the last season. But yeah. I think um, everyone, like, the, lots of friends posted about it on on Facebook. So oh god, I love it. it. So, I love it. Yeah, it was great. I was like, this is awesome. Oh yeah, I'm glad you finished it. I'm glad I finished it, too, I'll be honest. <laughs> and the, is that it? Is that all you've been watching? That is all I've been watching. Okay. Been all been, yeah. <laughs> She's thinking. She's thinking. I am thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I guess uh, that's the end of the episode, then. That's the end. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, happy um, Thanksgiving to all you Americans. Um, clearly, we will not be podcasting over Thanksgiving, but it's good because it is uh, not our schedule, too. <laughs> we should be able to do an episode after Thanksgiving. So eat lots of turkey or side dishes, whichever you prefer, and pie. Definitely pie. Lots of pies. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Bye. Bye. You can find all the show notes at twistedstitchespodcast.blogspot.com. You can find me, Twee, on Ravelry and Instagram as fishgoal182 and Kimberly on Ravelry as Kimberly Buggy. You can also find our Ravelry group as Twisted Stitches. 